Ladies, gentlemen, degenerates, cretins, children of all ages, welcome to Real Tales from the Bar Side. My name is Matt Flynn, and uh, I've decided that the world needs a podcast to kind of take a look inside the world of bars, restaurants, and the craziness, the madness, the tears, the joy, the subculture, and the fucking insanity that goes along with everything in this business. So welcome. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you stick around. Be sure to share, tell your friends, and above all else, have fun listening to everything that goes on at the bar side. Alright, welcome to Tales from the Bar Side. I am Matt Flynn, and here with me this week is Candace Bryant. Candace, hello. Hello, thank you for having me. Absolutely, thanks for coming in. So this is kind of cool. Uh, all the guests that I've spoken to up to this point are people that I've had relationships with in one form or another. I don't know what I mean by that, but it, I've had relationships with, friendships, whatever, for years, and Candace and I don't know each other. We do not. We just did a brief little... Introduction. Entry level <laughs> intro, yeah, and I think it went well, but um, mutual friend. Yes. And so give me a little backstory. Where are you from? Uh, from Canada, Calgary, Alberta. Um, moved here, what, 11 years ago. Okay, so you're a New Yorker now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've worked since, hit the ground running in the bars since like 10 and a half years, so yeah, like you work Two years, I feel like, in New York, in the bars, you're already a New Yorker. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. Did you bartend at all in Canada? Yeah. I've been I've been in the restaurant business since I was 13. Ah, you beat me. <laughs> I'm a 14 guy. That's awesome. 13. Yeah. Well done. I, Pizza Hut. <laughs> wow. What'd you do for them? Um, I was a prep cook on the weekends. That's awesome. No, it's not. It really is. <laughs> no, it's not. I don't know why I connect so well with Canadians. I think it has something to do with the fact that like New Jersey's trapped in the 80s still. Okay. But Canadians are trapped in the 90s. Yeah, okay. And I'm a total 90s kid. Yeah. And there's just the work ethic of the 90s, the right, pop right. culture, all that crazy stuff. Like I don't know people in my demographic that worked at Pizza Hut. Dude. This was still when they did like pasta and stuff like that. But that's huge. You're yeah. a 13-year-old kid. You're learning work ethic. Oh You're out God. there busting ass. Yeah. Definitely shaped you, I'm sure, for totally. this podcast yeah. and the years to follow. Yeah, let's talk about Pizza Hut today. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, moving okay. on from Pizza Hut. Yep. Did you, uh, bar- you bartended in Canada? Yeah, so then I worked for um, what we called the Cougar Den. Um, <laughs> it wasn't actually, but that's where cougars came to find their... Um, Interest for the night. Really? Yeah. Was, That's so on the nose. Yeah. Oh, no, seriously. At, at, uh, the bars close at 2. So at 2 a.m. when the lights come on, they're like frantically looking for, for men. It was it was ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, I did that. And then in college, and then I moved here, worked in a small English pub that eventually burnt down. It was close to the U.N. And uh, bouncing around from places after that. Any suspicions on the burn down? Oh, I totally did it. You no, no, clearly, <laughs> I didn't want you to out yourself like that. There no, are legal ramifications no. to this. No, you know what it was? It was the universe being like, because it was, it had been there for so long, and so many regulars and the and the people that worked there we'd been together for so long. It was like the universe being like, "Yo, you, we've had enough of it. We gotta separate you guys." That's a really interesting point. Especially in New York, because I don't think people come here necessarily, by and large, to be in the restaurant business unless it's to pursue ownership. Right. General managing, things like that. Right. 
And I found at a bar I was at for a long time the same exact thing. Yeah. Where people just, they couldn't leave. They couldn't leave. The, 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 the customers, too, they had a really hard time when it, like, where do they go, you know? Yeah. And And the, the staff, too, I was like, God, it's like we need to get away from each other. <laughs> yeah, there's a burnout rate. Yeah. And it's not necessarily in the industry. It can be. Yeah. But when you hit year five at the same spot. You're, I, we were, I was there seven years. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and before five, the signs are all there, I think. But five is that real kind of, okay, Yeah. this is affecting my attitude in the workplace right. just by being here right. still. And like it, it, it goes into the rest of your life too. Sure. You yeah. know, like I was just like, yeah, burnt That's out. That's wild. So I kind of want to go back to the Cougar Den. Okay, let's go back to the Cougar I just, Den. That's such a fascinating. Did you have any th- stories from the den? So, oh gosh, it was so long ago. So it's like, um, it's a, a restaurant. It was a steakhouse. It was two levels, and then upstairs was like, you know, it was a restaurant until one point, and then the atrium turns into a dance floor, and and um, and it was. Uh, I don't know. It was. It was most. It wasn't the nicest people. No. No. And I, I was so young too. So I was eighteen, because you can start bartending at eighteen. Okay. There, like our, our legal age is eighteen to drink. So I mean, it's my like first alcohol job, and I was just like messy. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's funky. It's just such a wild name, and you paint a vivid picture. But once you throw steakhouse in the mix, now I don't know what I'm looking at in my yeah. head. It's a strange, strange It's yeah. Thing. But I'm so and curious. And this is, this is, too, like back when, you know, martinis, there was slushy martinis and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, they were a little bit more popular than they are now. Although yeah. kind of the frozen rosé craze, do you guys do that where you are now? Mm-mm, no. Yeah, you're classier than we are. <laughs> we do the frozen drink machine. We have boarded that train right and well, we're milking it for all it's worth i mean our owners are french i don't think they would no get on board with the no nose in the air i can yeah, see it totally. there's another mental picture yeah french guy oh not yeah having the frozen Both french guy. there it was it was solely just french wine and food and now we do like bourbons and stuff like that where i'm at now so okay well for and, the sake of chronology are there mm-hmm. is that cougar den the end of canadian bartending cougar den end of canadian bartending okay. yeah and then you take your trip and then I, South. then I came to America, and I was changed. No, um, maybe. Uh, no, I was. New, New yeah. York changes us. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So then English English pub that burns down. Worked at uh, a wine bar around the street. I kind of just like jumped on that for like a couple months. It was awful. I don't know how people make money in wine bars. Um, I don't know how people stay sane. There's just not enough action for me. There's not enough. Exactly. There's not enough action. It's mostly Tinder dates. Like, I want to blow my head out if I, like, hear There's a, There was this one guy who came in three times, like, some in the same night, had the same line every time with his Tinder dates. What was it? It was, it was just like asking the same question over and over. So, like, and it was like, it was, he was so vanilla. I was like, I wanted to tell these girls to, like, run. Like, this guy is going to kill you. But you got to let them sort that out for themselves, right? Right. right. I have that instinct, too, where it's kind of just self-righteousness. Right. Kind of, go! Or I want to do all that stuff. But people have to. It's survival of the fittest. Your instincts aren't sharp enough to see through that stuff. Well, well, most of them, that's why he could do three in a night. Because the girls would be like, oh, my God. After, like, 
three sips, they're like, they're out. Gotta go. So yeah, yeah that was, that wine bar was pretty, ugh, it was bad. And then, um, I actually, I work for a company out of LA as well. It's called the Grand Bevy. So when they do events on the East coast or like New York, Tampa, Dallas, kind of, I get to fly out and do those bartending gigs. That's great. Is that a company you've been with for a long time? Since since the English pub burnt down. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I kind of stumbled on that one. I was but, like, mm, all right. Actually, to be honest, I hope they're not listening. I didn't know what I was doing before I joined on with them. And my first event, I was so like deer in headlights. And then now I've... But they do big, big events. I think that's just par for the course with our industry. Mm -hmm. Again, you have the Pizza Hut upbringing in the restaurant world, you're clearly a capable person. Right. If you have that sort of work ethic, it's fine. So everybody's resume, until it's not, is fake. Right. Put me behind the bar, and yeah. it's sink or swim, and you earn your stripes, and from there, you're off and running, or yeah. you just sink, and that's it. Yeah. You know, try again somewhere else at yeah. best. Yeah, like when I got a call to do another event for them, I was just like, seriously? <laughs> <laughs> I love things like that, though, because people tend to have these little companies mm -hmm. that are gems that they'll stumble across, yeah. and they'll hold on to them for, right. for years. Now yeah. you have a cool relationship. You fly around. Right. So what are their events like? Um, They're big events. Like, they do everything from, like, parties for Oprah Winfrey at our house. Um, oh, oh, wow. We did, um, which was, I think, the first time ever, we did two back-to-back -back events in, in Dallas, um, one night it was like a, a football event. I don't know anything about sports, so I apologize. It was Longhorns and Texas well, Longhorns. Yeah. Some, some, that's probably some, the, the most I can offer college right. sports right there is yeah. that I know the Longhorns are from Texas. And then, um, so we did a football event one night and then the, the following night we did another event in Dallas and it was this, um, big oil tycoon's daughter's birthday or not birthday, sorry, wedding. They, he, he built a lake on his property. The tent alone to construct was a million dollars, like this massive tent. And so, I mean, usually these events, like you just see a total different side of the world, you know? So, and then we woke up, closed one event, slept for maybe four hours, woke up, started prepping everything and doing all of this stuff for, it was, it was an insane two days. Damn. Did I answer your question? Yeah. Okay. No, you, again, the pictures are being painted in my head. Did you meet Oprah? I'm still stuck there. I didn't get to do Oprah, but my the my boss is like, yeah, we got to get you out to the to the West Coast because I really I love Oprah. Um, She's lovable. Yeah. She's done a lot of really cool stuff. Yeah. They just did a book or she just did a book launch for another book, and they did. Um, so our kind of go to drink now is we have these edible. Um, um, like photos, I guess, that get placed on cocktails and then the ink goes, it's all edible. Like, um, so you get an image on a, on a cocktail. That's cool. That's our go-to thing right now with that company. Wow. Yeah. So That's they did wild. the, for Oprah's book launch it, they had like Oprah Winfrey and then the book cover or something on the, on the cocktail. On the cocktail. Damn. Yeah. I've seen cookies. I've, yeah. I've had people's faces on cookies, cookies. and eaten them. It's yeah. kind of fun. It's so interesting. I'm thinking, because you're an actress. Yeah. And a damn good one. I've seen some of your work. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And I'm thinking about, all right, Oprah, cool, one of these big companies. And my head's just, and we got to talk about it. You're an actor. I'm an actor. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about, all right, how many fucking caterers are going to come forward from right. Weinstein events? Yeah. 
how many caterers are going to come forward. Hopefully not for any of this, but I just the writing's on the wall for all these guys, for, mm-hmm. for Spacey, for, for Weinstein. And Weinstein specifically, I think, because he probably had a bunch of these events. Mm-hmm. And it's just... What's your take? Do you need to know more about Harvey Weinstein? I don't. I've heard this shit for, for decades about him, and I, I don't need to hear anymore I, yeah. to know that, that he's so a parasite. I, I'm, like, probably at the lowest scale of an of a actor, not to put myself down. No, but like, exactly. But I, I know where I am on the actor scale. And it's like, if I know about Harvey Weinstein and all these other people, like, oh, I didn't know. I'm like, please. Yeah. Well, we all, And the same thing with Spacey. I yeah, mean, you know well, the rumors. To me, uh, the spacey stuff that I was either really subtly exposed to, and the one time I was in the same room with him mm-hmm. or heard, were just really flirtatious. Mm-hmm. So I can't say I had heard anything about him. I hadn't. I'd really right. just heard mainly about and seen his <laughs> flirtation and his predilection for men. Yeah. I just I was also shocked that that was a coming out moment. I had no idea people didn't know Kevin Spacey was gay. Right. But Weinstein. Yeah. I mean, it's just gone on and on for decades. Right. The, and again, to your point, like, I'm not an established actor. Yeah. Very few people know who I am as an actor. Right. I'm not putting myself down. It's just an awareness and the yeah. fact at the moment. And I knew this stuff. Yeah. Because there's a lot of word on the street. Right. Uh, it's just going to get worse. I know. But well, hopefully to get better, right? Yeah, I hope so. Because... What's the alternative? Like, I hope it doesn't turn into um, just everyone becoming an open book and sharing so much stuff that it, it just, like, we lose track of what where we want to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I hope it stays on point that, like, this behavior doesn't, um, isn't warranted and it doesn't belong in this industry. But at the same point, let's not, oh, God, I don't want to, let's not. Just open all of our crap, if that makes any sense. It does. And we talked a little bit about this before the mics were running, about mm-hmm. how thick the line is Right. before getting into troubled waters. Right. It's a, I, our craft is really predicated on risk, mm-hmm. but not the kind of risk where you act like a little boy pushing the boundaries until they break. Right. It's, the, it's a different type of risk, but... People need to feel safe, Mm -hmm. and hopefully that's something that changes and everybody feels safe in their environment, but not at the, um, God, brain fart. What's the word I'm looking for? Not at the expense. Wow, Mm. that was a tough one. Not at the expense of- You got it, though. I did. We made it. Of the craft and of actually taking risks and doing good work. It's just, my hope is really that we don't hear a bunch of- reaching comments amidst this sea right. of reality right Real and that's what problem. i was that's what i was trying to get at too like I, obviously um y- you want this like yeah i'm sorry i have a brain fart too we both we both <laughs> bartended late last night we did. and uh, and that's the the joy and the beauty of this stuff yeah. is like i love coming in here with no filter Right. I don't have the mental strength to have a filter right now right like yeah I'll 3 days back to back to back deep I did over seven grand in sales by myself. The guys with me, we did over 10, I'm sure, yeah. in three nights. Yeah. The prices aren't that high. It's yeah. mostly booze. So yeah. it's like, I'm shocked. That's how I feel. Like, dude, I did, on Thursday night, I didn't have any help. It's just me. Like, no bar back, nothing. Everyone comes in at once for the live music. 
I did 1600 in three hours. Wow. By myself, just cocktails and stuff. Damn. I was like, I feel like I, I feel like I ran a marathon this week. So. so talk a little bit about your spot now because cocktails are a different beast. And I don't think we've really covered this. I'm more of a, we do have cocktails, mm-hmm. but when they come in, it's like, son of a bitch. And you just power through them and make them. But mostly yep. it's Tito soda, draft beer. You're lucky. I am. I'm very fortunate in this. And it's one of the reasons I can do volume very quickly. Yeah. And just speed through. Well, oh, so because my background is I worked at, um, before I came here to uh, Domain Wine Bar, I worked at Tanner Smith's, which is a, a beast of cocktails. Um, they're located on um, 57th between, oh, 55th between 7th and Broadway. Oh, yeah. Okay. I know. Yeah. I was, I think they said that I was the first employee they ever hired. I don't know if that's actual true, but I was there since it opened. Which was how long ago? Uh, when did it open? Maybe three years ago? Okay. No, no, two years ago, I think. I think actually this year it'll be coming up on three years. So anyways, I, I had so much training of being in the weeds from cocktails because it was all cocktails and there was nothing in that neighborhood that was doing what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And um, so I just... I can't tell you how many times, like, I, I would be behind the bar and there would be tickets hitting the floor and then, like, 10 people or um, hundreds of people in front of you wanting cocktails. And I was like, I'm, I'm screwed. Like, I'm literally sco- screwed. So having that, I brought into Domain Wine Bar and I was like, okay, we're going to do cocktails here because I come from cocktail. I'm like, let's do, but I put the prices at a certain level so I don't get hammered. Mm-hmm. So if they really want one, then they'll pay, you know, $14, $13, sure. which yeah. is kind of expensive for Queens, but it's still, they're, they're really good cocktails. And so I have them all like pre-batch and stuff so I can whip out a cocktail in like less than a minute. Okay. But the problem is when you have 65 to 70 people in your bar, you have one person and now you're known as a cocktail bar. I'm like... Maybe I should rethink this. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been there where all of a sudden we had a mojito night. Yeah. Again, not a crazy cocktail to make, yeah. but a cocktail. But you got a muddle. Yes, right. So mojito nights, where you get buried. Yeah. And like anything else in life, if you get fooled more than once, that's on you. Yeah. So we got crushed one night. Mm-hmm. So the next night, I just lined up probably forty highball glasses with lime mint, mm-hmm. and just in it. And just muddled it. Yeah. It's just grab and pour kind of thing. Right. So you can only do so much of that prep. Mm-hmm. And if the volume matches, mm-hmm. what's the next step? Right. Right. So what do you do? Do you prep better? Can you prep better? Do you need an extra set of hands? How does that work? I mean, at this point, I think we're looking at hiring another person. Yeah. Because it's just like, which is great because that's that's the best problem to have. That's the goal. But, yeah. yeah. So, um yeah, because it, another person set of hands is only going to mean more revenue. Yeah, everybody wins in that situation, and that's I hope so. The cool thing about, and we talked a little bit about this too, which mm-hmm. is really nice, of being trusted enough to mm-hmm. do your thing right. and be left alone. I, that's very positive for me with my personality, and yeah. it's also a necessity. I just I either need to be in a system that's flawlessly run and managed. Yeah. Or to be told what to do and left alone. Right. Yeah. I did. Oh, man. I had this one. 
uh, well, if they listen, I don't care. Um, I had this one bar that I worked at, and uh, the owners hired their sister to manage. Nice. And she doesn't know anything. I actually trained her um, a couple of times, and she was like, and she, dude, she dropped the check at the wrong table. I told her not to touch any of the checks. Like, she just made, I was like, oh. So anyway, she's, she's starting to manage, and I'm doing this brunch shift. And something's not right. I'm like trying to set up the bar as fast as I can. And she's like telling me like, oh, you got to you got to wipe down the, the menus. Meanwhile, there's like 35 people outside waiting to get in. I was like, um, maybe you, you could wipe down the menus the because best. we don't have the bar set up. And there's 35 people banging at the door. Like, could we could we put like priorities straight here? Sure. But yeah, micromanaging, I do not. Like I went to the other manager. I was like, please keep this lady away from me or I quit because I cannot, I cannot be micromanaged. No, I can't either. It's just, I've been doing this for too long right. in one form or another. And I've done it from front of house to back of house. Yep. And I, I know the inner workings and there's plenty I don't know. And, I'm, right. and teach me that. Yeah. And then leave me alone. Right. And don't have people hovering. Right. Cool. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's not. Fun. One thing I will say about the managers, not one thing. They're they're really good in a lot of ways. They, they they trust me, and I really appreciate it. But they're not above where I work now, mm-hmm. Two Door Tavern. They're not above doing whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. They're awesome. Yeah. There's there's three of them. They're all owners. Yeah. And one of them's one of the main owners. Right. And they'll host. Yeah. And they'll scrub the menus if they need it yeah and somebody will hit the, the toilet with a plunger and, and those are the best people need. to work for yeah. because when you have people that own bars and they don't know what they're doing and they're just like a lot of people will be like oh let's open a bar together and they don't know how much work it goes into no. and how much time you have to be there and the fact that if you ever plan a vacation guess what there's going to be a pipe that bursts or con is going to shut you down or something happens like you can never like leave because it's like it's the way the universe is that you have to always be there, at least for the first three years, I would say. God, poor Eric. Court, Court, what are we going to do about Eric? What happened with Eric? So Court and I grew up with uh, one of the owners, managers of the bar I'm at now. Nothing happened to him. He's just the guy. Mm -hmm. Like, it's all on his shoulders. Mm -hmm. And we got to have him on here. He's the fucking best. I love him. He's just... He's... uh, The bar changed. It went through a revamp period Mm -hmm. and a renaming period. And him coming aboard is what really made that succeed because he's a guy who does everything. Yeah. And it's at the expense much to a relatable point for me yeah. <laughs> of his sanity. Right. So I, th- I love having him and we love having each other, I think, because yeah. we can just relate. We're yeah. both Massachusetts workhorses. Right. But man, we got to get him in here for some storytelling because he's handled more pipes bursting probably this week alone really yeah uh, yeah it's just it, and it's like you said it's whatever whoever's law murphy's law oxman's razor i have no fucking clue but it's I, the one yeah. where you plan a vacation and shit's what what you can't plan anything wrong. like you can like if it's uh, like your daughter's christening i swear there will be something that goes off in the yeah. like i remember my first night at um domain or my first saturday and we were we were i would just start so i was just like getting busy more meeting the regulars, meeting, getting more people in. And who walks in on a Saturday night at 8 o'clock? The health inspector. Come on. No. I've heard stories about this no. shit, but really? Yeah. I was like, are you, se- are you serious? I had, and, the, and, and fif- a 15 people party walked in. I was like, I'm, I'm dead. 
Like, was how do this I do this? An inspection that you had, uh, like, was the grade pending at that point, or was no? A, okay, so no, this we had just a one time. This is just like because they wow. come in every year now, like Damn. around. So, oh, we should talk about the health department. Oh, uh, we'll get into that. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be back with health department and more with Candace Bryant. Okay, we're going way back, probably four years ago. A Relationship in Five Minutes is the name of the project. And this is one of my producers, Court Dunn's baby, that Autumn Stein and I improved and shot 20 minutes just on a whim and it exploded. It went nuts, over a million views in less than two weeks. Reddit, Huffington Post, it's an oldie but goodie and it's basically Autumn Stein and I looking at, at the camera into the frame, just going through a relationship from conception to death in five minutes. It's awesome. Check it out. Go to YouTube, a relationship in five minutes. Let's bring this thing back. It deserves a second life. Have some fun with it. If you've seen it, watch it again. Big shout out to Cord Dunn on this. He's the man. Tons of love. A relationship in five minutes. And we're back to air our grievances with the health department. Yes, the health department. You, uh, okay. I think I wish that most customers knew how awful the health department is. I know that they're there to protect us from some of the, the shittier and awful establishments, but I, I'm sorry. I've had food poisoning from fresh fruit cut in a deli, and they don't have – the delis don't have grades. Like, people get so fixated on the A's and the B's, and, and I and, – the health department is taking over New York and they have these, they, they just, they're, they're people who probably, oh, this is going to sound awful. They're people who probably weren't cool in high school and now they have a little bit of power. And so now that they come in and they just want to ruin your life. They're traffic cops. Yeah. Probably upper echelon traffic cops, right? Yeah. And you're right. These people serve a purpose. Mm-hmm. And it's necessary. Mm -hmm. I've seen videos of a Taco Bell in Soho that closed, and a day later, it was literally overrun with hundreds of rats. Right. Like, I get it. We need these people. Right. But. At the same point, they're they're targeting these mom and pop shops, too. Like, I like one one time we were they came in and we we're slicing uh, prosciutto in the on the on the slicer, and the guy asked us to. Um, the guy to come out of the kitchen, stop what he's doing, come out of the kitchen. So he comes out, and the guy goes, oh, there's meat still on this blade. I was like, yeah. Be-. That's, he's like, that's a violation. I was like, you just told him yeah. to stop slicing. And that's fucked up because it's kind of become this thing that's – and I have no proof for this, mm-hmm. so I'll, I'll just kind of lead with that. But it's really the equivalent of burning the place down mm-hmm. for insurance money. Mm-hmm. Not where the owners of bars could do that for themselves. Right. If the city, on the other hand, wants to push somebody out right. or some, they want to get their palms greased, right. the bureaucracy of that, they have the power and the ability to do exactly what you just provided as an example and right. you just shut somebody down yeah. and okay, well, and now you're shut down. There's a new rule every time. There's a new rule. I was like, why, yeah. didn't, why didn't you tell us that the last time you came in? It's ridiculous. It's like the NFL. I feel like every play I watch, they throw a flag, and it's right. like, yeah, holding a jersey from behind on the thirty-yard line. Right. It's like that's not a fucking thing. Yeah, I don't. What are we I don't. About? I don't know football. It's lost on you. I should have saved it for another podcast. Yeah, it's fine. So, 
But we'll keep going with it. I should know more about football because I did used to cheerlead in, in the CFL. But I was going to say, get the fuck out of here. You cheerleaded in the CFL? Yeah. That's wild. Why? I have a friend who's another guest. Yeah. Who is a cheerleader in the NFL. Okay. Also an actress. Yeah. Also a bartender. Were you a Marine? Were I what? Were you a Marine? Were you no. in the military? No. That's... That's the only thing she's got you on. Oh, she's, damn. I wish I was. That's so badass. It's pretty boss. Yeah. That's fucking crazy, though. CFL. Yeah. Wow. Dude, well, you're I beautiful. You're that. stunning. And we're going to oh, have to post you. pictures on the um, Instagram site that you provide because we can't have people seeing this actual studio. No. <laughs> we have to pretend that we're in some sort of professional we're space. We're actually in a rainforest right now. It's, it's right. We're in a tropical jungle. Yeah. And everything around us is muted. We're in a cube. <laughs> Where the hell were we? Health department. Health we're not department. done with them yet. Okay, yeah. <sighs> yeah, it's been a real fucking headache, and I get it. I really understand everything that goes on, but to see the other side of it from a restaurant owner's perspective, yeah. and, and for, as an employee, what the hell do I care as long as we stay open? Right. I, I have no stake in this. Yeah. But to see the hoops that You don't ownership, have your uh, your card? My card? You know, you're the, the you didn't do the test? No. Oh no no. Oh no. my god. Test. You the test alone, they make you Break that down though. Like paint okay. that picture because uh, I don't know, there's like 12 15 about. chapters you have to do this test. So you skim through it. Oh no, but you can and there's a test at every chapter. But if you read too fast This is the you're talking about the food handlers? Yeah, the food handlers okay. certificate. Yep. So you have to do this online. Um but if you read the chapter too fast, you can't do the quiz at the end so they purposely make you wait 15 minutes before each chapter sometimes it's like three paragraphs in one chapter i'm like i i literally don't need more than four minutes to read this bureaucracy right because they want to grab you by the ball so you have to wait waste all this time and then once you finish all the chapters then you have to go to this shitty ass place on uh, Upper West Side to write a test with a bunch of other people. And I feel really bad for a bunch of other people because all a lot of employers want them to do this test. But there's a lot of like English is second language there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is, this is, and they purposely word it so people fail. I'm like, this is, this is garbage what they're doing. But more people fail, then more people have to take the test, more money, wasting more people's time. I'm like, I don't need to know about stuff in the kitchen, like meats and stuff. We don't even do that. But anyways. I think that's why I don't, is it necessary? Should I be admitting that I don't have this? I don't, I don't think bartenders need it, right? Uh, you need to have one person in the establishment. In the establishment at yeah. all times. Yeah. The cooks so, have that covered. Yeah. Um, yeah. We don't have any, we, it's just like me. We have like, we do cheese and meat plates. So. My buddy got promoted to manager a while back and he, uh. He had to do this. And it was just the, the tedium of the online 15 minutes for three paragraphs you just described. He just gave up. He's yeah. like, nah, I'm not going to do it. I'd rather not manage than have to. This is just ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, it is. And like, you know, they don't, they don't, uh, when you finish it, they're like, oh, you can't do the test for another two months because they're backed up. I'm like, I'm not going to remember all this garbage in yeah. two months. Yeah. And then, and then they, they're like, okay, so your test is at 9 a.m. I'm like, oh, great. So I close the bar at 4 a.m. And then I have to go do this test at, at 9 a.m. I'm like, this is going to go great. This will be This fantastic. is awesome. It sounds like my SATs. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. The, the cool thing about the A that we just got, because mm-hmm. we just had our surprise inspection, yep. too. And our 
building is not only ancient, mm-hmm. it's palatial. It's fucking monstrous. So yeah. you have this whole huge bar restaurant, mm-hmm. and then the downstairs mirrors the ex- the upstairs, mm-hmm. and then some. Mm-hmm. And it's a downstairs of a yeah. really old, old restaurant bar. So to keep that clean and That's to cool, do whatever though. it takes to get that A, that was kind of yeah. a fist pump moment for yeah. sure. No, I mean, it is for uh, for all of us. Um, you know, and it is, it is a big deal for people to like, ooh, you walk by a place and they're like, what did they do to get a B, you know? Um, we're, we're, we're an old place too. Like downstairs is... Um, you know, storage, but we're right by the subway. Every time the subway goes by, like there's like dirt and stuff that like falls from the from the the ceiling. It's it's crazy. Wow. So give it give us the uh, the address or the full name. What? So um, Domain Bar. Okay. Fifty dash zero four Vernon Boulevard. Like literally, when you come out of um, the seven train, mm-hmm. it's right there. It's the first stop in Queens. On the Vernon Boulevard yeah. stop in mm-hmm. Long Island City. In Long Island City. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It's cool. I kind of want to check that out. I haven't. You been. should. It's a, you know what we do live music too, and um, what do you do for music? We do uh, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. Uh, Wednesdays alternates between two different bands. They're kind of like New Orleans style, um, Broadway-ish, jazz. Thursdays is uh, Affinity. It's these three guys. Super super cool. Bass, drums, pianos, sometimes sax, and there's a couple people will sit in with them. Mm-hmm. Like funky, soul, music that just makes you happy. I love it. Yeah. And uh, Thursdays are actually a really cool night because a lot of locals come out and artists and painters and musicians, and it's just like a really nice vibe. And then uh, Saturdays, it's uh, a guy who um, alternates a band. Like every, there's new musicians every week with him and it's his, um, um, classical music that he plays. Has Pete played there? No. Okay. Shout out to Pete McNamara who connected us. Yeah, absolutely. Pete's the best. Yeah. Pete gets us work. Yeah. He's, he's the guy. Yeah. We got to get him on here at some point soon too. Oh my God. He'd be way more interesting than me. That's horseshit. (laughs) What's now domain bar does not sound like a shit show story kind of atmosphere. Is it nuts? Oh, wow. You should have seen the look I just got. I, so I, I'm like, it's just me. Okay. I'm the, like you said, I'm the, I'm the balancer. I'm the bartender. I'm the host. I'm the, you know, I'm everything there. I had to personally throw a guy out, what, like a month and a half ago and he wasn't leaving. And, um, I had to manhandle him. I threw him physically out. I grabbed him. He wasn't leaving. And then there was another fight that was about to break. Like this other guy started getting into it. And I don't think I've ever raised my voice so loud. I yelled at this guy. He was like, hey, no one, no one speaks for one minute in this fucking bar. Do you hear me? I don't want to hear one person speak. Because I was like throwing these people out. And this other guy was just like, antagonizing him and i was like oh you motherfucker you're not not in my house not in my house so yeah no there's it's it's rare but that more and more people are moving to to long island city and more and more traffic and so more and more and that doesn't necessarily i mean with the higher rents and the higher clientele people are like oh higher class of people it's like no that doesn't it's more money yeah and more free time to come be a fucking idiot yeah that i have to deal with yeah that's a, a lot of what goes on in the upper east side that's why when i find good customers i'm like what's your name right these are my shifts come here always yes 
and I will take care of you. Right. Because we want you here. Right. No, it's amazing. I've, so I've worked at Domain for a year now, and I you do. You have, as a bartender, you have a following. And yeah, it's, yeah. It's great. Like, uh, the, you know, my regulars, I love them, and they're, like, some of the reasons I stay, you know, because they're so freaking great. Um, but then you just, you get some, some bad people in there. Yeah. And, uh, and th- I should probably, um, start working out so I can. <laughs> so you have no, there's no bouncer, no manager. Nope. No, it's, it's just so funny because yeah. I had some weird situation happen last night and yeah, it was the same thing where I'm like, yeah. well, there's nobody here to back me up. Yeah. You know, the, I will say though, is there's a uh, cops around the corner. So I've had yeah. to call them a couple times, and they're great. Like, now I have, they're like, okay, here's our personal number. Just call this. Like, stop calling 911. <laughs> oh, oh, cool. All right, Here's nice. this number. That's I was like, cool. thanks, guys. That's cool. So at what point does that become a thing for you? At what point are you kind of like, because for me, mm-hmm. I'll out crazy the mm-hmm. drunken crazies. Yeah. But controlled. Mm-hmm. there's a controlled crazy to it where it's like shock value shit. Yeah. Just so all of a sudden they're on their heels and mm-hmm. hopefully it stops. Yeah. Right. It just kind of like keeps people stopped dead in their tracks. Now they're a little more sober and they're rethinking everything they just did. Right. But if I didn't do that, the stage I, that we're at before I out crazy them mm-hmm. is in no way worthy of a call to the police department right at all right, right. and that's really just not my style anyways no, i'm trying to be better about yeah. it because it is the safe thing to do in the world we live in in new york now mm-hmm. and everything and a lot of times if you don't yeah and they call first right. well now you're fucked yeah or you're the one under suspicion i honestly i i try i, I don't i'm not calling the cops every week i had these um i had these two russian guys that came in and they like pushed a girl and trying to get it, and we're like you know, it's, it's a jazz bar. People sit, there's tables. Like, it's not really a standing room type place. And anyways, they were, they pushed this girl and I was like, you know what, I, I can't, I can't serve you. Like, I think they didn't like it that a woman was telling them that they couldn't drink. So anyways, it, they were getting like a little bit crazy and um, wouldn't leave. I'm like, listen, I've asked you nicely. Please leave. Like, blah, blah, blah. Not going to leave. So it went on for like 20 minutes. I couldn't get them out. At that point, if I can't get them out, then I have to call the cops. Yeah. You know, um, but if I can get them out, most times when it's guys too, they're like, oof. You know, they don't want a scene with a girl. You know, they're, they're, they're respectful of that. There's been a couple of people that I've, I, like I said, I had to physically throw that guy out. Mm-hmm. Um but most times I don't have to do that out crazy and stuff like that because, you know, and I do have, the customers are always like, oh, are, are you okay? You're by yourself. Like, even if I don't even know them, a guy will get involved as like a You have somebody. Somebody's yeah. got your back somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like, but there has been maybe in a year, two times I've had to call the cops. So well, that's pretty good. That's not that's, bad. That's not terrible. That's not bad. It's, I think that's a gender difference, too, because especially where I'm a big guy. Right. Yeah, because people, are, you're going to get challenged. Exactly. And it, all of a sudden, it just becomes this, like, two seals on a beach kind of right. goofy, yeah. like, chest-to-chest nonsense. Right. Which, you know, court like I want to I wanna see that. The, oh, like the seal? I'm awake. Oh, <laughs> look who's up. You joined us, ladies and gentlemen. 
Uh, but yeah, so that's that's something to avoid. Yeah, it's something I try to avoid at all costs. I don't yeah. want confrontation. Right. And I'm, but it also, I don't, I don't either. I just can't. Everyone just get along. Right. But I'm not afraid of it either. And right. I think I don't know if that's a gift or a curse. Right. I think I have n- no issues with confrontation well, if it's necessary. So here's the thing: is like, but are you are you ready for it at the beginning of your ship? Because I'm not. I had a girl uh, two weeks ago, and she's my first customer. She walks out and she starts screaming at me. And calling me a bitch and blah blah blah. I'm like, I and this other nice couple just got off the train from work. They're having a glass of wine, and I'm like, it's five o'clock. Like I'm not prepared mentally yeah. for that. And it's like it's different with women too because I'll get, I don't know how you handle um, confrontation from women, but they're if it's another woman, they're like, oh, they just are like claws in you and they just want yeah. to take you down and they're like well i'm sorry you don't like your job i was like i i like my job why you're trying to put me down for um to boost yourself up like women are different that way yeah than what you have to go through with the men the seals right <laughs> the chest bumping it's uh it's interesting i got punched in the face by a woman at the bar just and i leapt over the bar to break up the fight right it's like whoa this can't happen yeah and my manager who's a woman was like making her way towards the fray. Yeah. And I didn't want anything to happen to her. So right. I stepped in the middle as just the large object right. to separate things. And the girl started talking shit to me. And I was like, honey, you got to go. Come on. We can't. Let's go. Right. Guys, get her out to her friends. Right. And she just turned and cracked me. No. And it was just like, God damn it. And yeah. of course, my pride's shot now. Yeah. So, no and shit. it's like, ah. Can't hit a woman. You can't. So I, what do but, I do? You know, like because as a man, you're yeah. just like I want to retaliate. I would, but so I call the cops. Yeah. And now I'm the like guy, and I instantly kind of regretted it right. because it, then the cops show up and it's a scene that's like she hit me. But like, I'm not unconscious on the ground. There isn't even a mark on my face. Right. I'm just pissed off and a little ego stunned. Right. In the moment that this woman no, I think you did the right trying thing, to move. Yeah. Punched me in the face. It's it's tough and those snap judgment calls in the in the heat of battle. Yeah, it's it's a lot. I know. I I I think if there was a woman acting up, I wouldn't in the bar. I wouldn't try and throw her out. Like the guy I tried to the guy I had to physically throw out. I mean, I'm not going to tackle any guy, right? I'm aware of who I can and who I can't. But a woman, I don't know. They would be like oh, she put her hands on me. I'd be I would be way too scared to to physically push a woman out than a man that's fair i can i can understand why and i think you're really onto something don't don't my advice to you would mm-hmm. be not to try and prepare yourself i think it's a gift that you walk into work unprepared yeah because my defenses are up and that's not a good thing it right. doesn't let me it makes it more difficult let's say for me to lead the life i want to lead where i'm just really kind of open and vulnerable and cool like, right. i step through that door and it's just Boom, the walls are up. Right. Nobody's fucking with me. Right. I had a guy last week. I show up to work at five. Mm-hmm. There's just a cocktail napkin with a drink with a napkin over it. Mm-hmm. No one in the seat. Somebody asked to watch a game. I put the game on. 45 minutes later, the first time I'm seeing this guy, yeah. he comes up to me and says, you know, in his late 40s, early 50s, I was sitting here for two hours and I was watching this fucking game. And if you don't put this, and I go, whoa, 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 who the fuck are you? Yeah, why, why, why is that okay to start the conversation that this way? This is how he came at me. It's yeah. five forty-five yeah. in the afternoon on a Sunday. This is last week, a week yeah. ago, and he's, like, and he stopped in his tracks. Who the fuck am I? Who the fuck are you? I come in here every day. I said, no, you don't, because I live here. Yeah, 
I wish that weren't the case sometimes, but I'd know you if you came in every day. I know Michelle, the day bartender. And I was like, great. I'm fucking happy for you. It gives you no license to talk to me like this. Right, yeah. yeah. And I said, what were you watching? The the, the other game, the other game. What was it, though? Yeah, well, yeah, you gave me the team names. I don't fucking remember. Ohio State, who cares? Pick a stupid college team. Yeah. And sorry, college fans, it's just not my bag. And the guy's like, uh, so it was a Saturday, sorry, mm-hmm. because it was college football. And he says, the guys next to him are, are like, you know, you can put his game on. It's fine. Yeah. And I go, I will. And I look back at him and I said, the moment you talk to me like an adult with respect and not right. a fucking child. Right. And he just kind of sat back. Yeah. And said, uh, yes, would you please put the game on? So I go put the game on. I come back. He's all apologies. He cross-checked, was I an asshole with the guys next to him? And they were like, yeah, yeah you were fucking you dead. were. So I shook their hand, brought them around. I know yeah. this is awkward for you guys to yeah. have to come into this situation. I appreciate the help. Yeah. And now this guy and I are thick as thieves. He comes back and he's been in twice since. Right. He's the he's an entertainment lawyer. Get that. Um, I want to help your career as much as I can. And it's like, yeah. thanks. That's yeah. really nice. I don't know how, where I'm at right now. <laughs> we make that work. Right. But appreciate it. And yeah. thanks for not being a dick anymore. Yeah. But. It just doesn't feel great to be ready to handle that at five. You're better off, yeah. I think, getting blindsided by it. Oh, that's you know, you made me feel a lot better about that. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, yeah, the, but I I do want to have my guard up sometimes. Like you know, it's like I don't want these people to affect my life, and then it carries on into like other things. I'm like, oh well, maybe I could have handled that differently. And I'm like, no, it's five o'clock, and she's screaming, um, at me and calling me a bitch. Later, I find out she comes into another restaurant that I'm at. I'm like, oh, no, no, you can't come in here. She, I end up walking the girl home. She's an alcoholic. Yeah. So, like, I, okay, I understand. And I'm, tr- like, now I'm trying to help her. But, yeah. but when we're trying to be sane people in an insane world and we're fueling the insanity, right. it's a weird job. Mm-hmm. I think that's what this was born out of, this whole yeah. idea for this cast was just kind of, this is a strange line of work that yeah. we make some money in. Yeah, and I think, like, for me, it's like, if anyone doesn't think bartending is a performance, then they don't know the first thing about bartending. Yeah. Because as soon as you step behind that bar, you are on stage. Yeah. You're definitely on. Yeah. You're definitely on. As Do you have horror stories that you think or suspect, because we talked a little bit about this earlier, Mm -hmm. too, might be exclusive to your gender? I think that's a really important thing to to cover here because I mean, it's a thing. It the thing is, it goes both ways. Like we talked about earlier, um, not on but before the session, was sometimes people put like, "Oh, we need a woman on the bar." Right. Oh, because she's pretty. Oh, we need that. No, how about we just hire the best candidate? But then also, I was a female bar a bartender in a, a very male driven bar. Mm-hmm. I had to work. I f- which I felt like to get the good shifts, to get put on the top bar, you know, on Saturday night, I don't want to be in the downstairs bar. I want to be on the top bar mm-hmm. uh, on the main floor. I felt like there was um, a character I had to portray so I could get up there. I yeah. don't know if that makes sense. Um, I'm incredibly hard worker and it's nothing to downplay that, but I did have to dress a little sexier. Sure. Because I wanted that shift. And men don't have to do that. You know, there, there was a new guy that they put on. Um, like, he'd been there for two months and he was already getting, like, good shifts. I was like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah. It's, it's, if it exists with men, it's a lot more subtle. Yeah. If I wear a tighter shirt. Yeah. I'm from fucking Massachusetts. I have no style. Right. And people are working on me. They're yeah. trying to help. And, and God love them. They're succeeding. I really appreciate yeah. anybody who's helped me through cargo shorts or, you know, whatever else. Oh, all this geez, stuff. Gosh. Yeah, I know. I just, it's hard to let go of this shit. But, it's okay. So I recently just bought some uh, tighter jeans. Mm-hmm. And they're cool because actually I'm wearing one of them right now. They're like... They're not. They're nice. They're not yeah. jeggings. I don't want to give the wrong impression. Right. But they got a little give to them. Yeah. Right. So they can be snug. Yeah. And comfortable. Right. People have gone haywire over these fucking jeans at work. Like, I, like, like I'm, I'm doing it for comfort, but now I'm feeling as much objectification as I, as a man, possibly could mm. comparatively to what women go through on the mm-hmm. regular. And we talked about this too. That I think it's interesting, and wildly shitty. That instead of hiring the best candidate, mm-hmm. the owners are setting up the objectification. Right. They don't want a woman there because they're kind of like, you know what? Somebody who has just a little bit more exposure to femininity and a softer side that can relate to our feminine clientele would really... No. They what? want tits and yeah. ass. Yeah. Right? Like, exactly. call it what it is. You right. want tits and ass behind the right. bar. Right. And you are... in. You're just setting the stage for somebody to be objectified. Yeah. So you're, there's no real way to not be at that point. Right. Because that's what you've been hired to do. It's, it's, it's lousy. I'm not crazy about it. Yeah. I personally like have gone to bat to say, listen, hire who the best candidate is, mm-hmm. and I'll put women on the other side of the bar. Like I'm friends with a lot of women. Right. And then guys can come in and hit on and talk yeah. to those women. Like, yeah, That's exactly. what you want. Let's it, get... It's so funny. When I first started working at Domain, they were like, oh, man, we're going to lose all our women customers. I was like, because they're not going to come in because I'm a woman? I was like, I get along very well with women. Don't you worry. When they come in, it's all women in there. They're like, all right, so our our point – I'm like, yeah, your point is not even remotely, like, accurate. But when you hire someone with your work ethic Mm -hmm. and your energy – right. That's people want to be around that. That's what the fuck. Yeah. Women love that shit because women are intuitive. Right. If you hire, you know, a bimbo or, or, you know, somebody that you see as a bimbo that you're just using to objectify, Mm -hmm. women aren't going to come in for that. Right. Men might, but not the men you really want as customers anyway. No, that, and that was my point too. I was like, I'm like, I'm not dressing sexy because you know what? At five o'clock, the plumbers union around the corner, they get out. I don't want those people in the bar. Sorry. Sorry to the plumbers union. But like, you know, they want to have their $3 Bud Lights next door. Fine by me. My customers, they want to have a $12 nice glass of wine after after work and enjoy like a nice calm setting, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I totally get that. And I don't think the plumbers are really going to be offended by it. Uh, the plumbers aren't listening. And if they are, shit. I mean, you made it through the Joe the Plumber scandal. Yeah. So I think you can handle a little All right. Good. example <laughs> <laughs> of guys that want their $3 drafts. And that's the thing, too, that just I have a lot of just Upper East Side. They're the quality people for the Upper East. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. Our bar, we're on 3rd Ave. Yeah. Second Ave is the is the hot spot. I worked I worked on Second Ave. Okay, so you get it. Yeah. Second Ave is early to mid twenties. Uh, my parents just cut my my trust fund cord because I finally started making six figures at my finance job, mm-hmm. douchery. Mm-hmm. And it's like awesome. Stay there. Yeah. Hang out on Second. Yeah. You guys, that's 
that should be home. Because mm-hmm. for me on third, it's real life sunk in a little bit more. Right. The people in their 30s, late 20s, they want a little bit more of a relaxed atmosphere, but with the same level of fun and excitement. Right. And to your point about performing, the performance I give kind of aids that, the persona that I choose to right. unleash at the bar, just aids that environment. And, and so that's who we deal with. That's mm-hmm. our, our staff, and I, I love it. Yeah. It's exciting and it's fun. And a lot of people, if they get out of line, they'll come back and apologize. That's good. That's cool. Yeah. Not all. Not yeah. all. And I've had to do my fair share of... Banning? Of banning, yeah. yeah. Which feels shitty. I don't think yeah. people understand that. Somebody accused me of power tripping yeah. at one point. And it's like, dude, you have no idea how much I would love to not be in that position. Right. To just have you here not being an asshole yeah. and everybody having fun. Right. I have... Oh, man. I have this one girl who I really want to ban. Like, I really... I don't... I don't want to have to do it, but I want to do it because it's just like not a good atmosphere when she's there mm-hmm. and she's banned from most of the bars in the neighborhood. So okay. that's why she comes into ours. And it's like, if you just, if you would just behave, that's all <laughs> I'm asking. I wouldn't have to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, please just, just behave. Yeah. Cause I don't want to be put in that situation where it's like, yeah, I think you should take a break from here. You know? Well, that's a pretty cool way to put it. If you're going to do it, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm just so much more headstrong yeah. because to, to be banned from where I'm at, it takes a lot. Yeah. So you pushed me far enough now that it's like, you know what? The balloon's going to pop right. and everything's coming out and right. you're no longer welcome here. Yeah. And you, you do what you got to do to protect the business yourself, right. the, 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 the customers, right. everybody. I think mm-hmm. this was amazing. This was a really good interview. Yeah, was it? Yeah, okay, it was good. a lot of fun. You made me very excited to do more of these with people I don't know. Oh, good. And so that's a huge this win. One, you made me fall back in love with bartending. Like, good. Not, not that I wasn't out of love with it, but, you know, it's been a tough week. And so, you know, when you're, this is my day off, and then when you spend your day off talking um, about what you do, it's, it's, it's nice. It was refreshing. Yeah, well, say. it sounds like you've done the place you're at a serious service. And they're lucky to have you. Yeah. I, I, better don't, get I don't a, say that to everybody at the end oh, of these pods. So I better get a, a Christmas bonus this year. Like yeah. Right? <laughs> at least a ham or something. Yeah. You got some, uh, acting work? Anything you want to plug? What do you um, want to yeah. So I'm doing, I'm playing um, uh, a small role in the upcoming Penn State story with Al Pacino. It's right now, it's um, Untitled, Barry Levinson Project. So look for that. I don't know when that's coming out. Amazing. And, um, Congrats. That's yeah, huge. Yeah, thanks. Dude, uh, I was so nervous when Al Pacino was on set. <laughs> I can only imagine. But yeah, it's cool. Oh, I have a friend with a great Al Pacino story. i got to get him in here, too. Oh, yeah. But legend. Complete and total legend. What yeah. a gift to be in the same room with him. Oh, my God. You should see. He looks so much like Joe. Like, there's pictures online of him. Oh, of really? Of Al playing Joe Paterno. It's like... I'm it's, curious he's, about he's, this. This, yeah. is be, this is a touchy subject. I'm right? really interested to see what they do with it. Well, I mean, I was doing my lot, a lot of research about Joe, and I didn't know anything. I mean, I, like I said, I don't know anything about football. And it's just like, I think they're really going to try and paint, show how nice of and Joe's character. Like, he just, I don't know. I reserve all judgment and, yeah. and probably won't ever judge because Barry Levinson is a total master. Right. He's an absolute legend and a master. And yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to see it. Yeah. So congrats. Thank you. That's awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, this was fun. Candace Bryant. Thank you. Tons of fun. Cool. Thanks, everybody. Had a great week. Had a great time. Until next time, Matt Flynn, Tales from the Bar Side. Be good. 
Thanks again for listening to this episode of Real Tales from the Bar Side. Be sure to tip your bartenders and tip us by subscribing, liking, leaving us a review. That stuff helps like hell, and we really appreciate it. So thank you again. Hope you enjoyed yourself, and we'll catch you next week. Bye.